This is Money Talks. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Nick Antonucci and Jim Crone. All right. Uh, we got a situation we like to talk about these every week. And uh, we got a situation here. John owns a successful business, has discussed transferring business ownership to his executive team. Uh, over the next 10 years, his child has no interest in the business. That's not uncommon these days. Uh, his sole ownership will be uh, divided among six key individuals that help grow his uh, that have helped grow his business into what it is today. Uh, his buyers will most likely preserve what's important to him about the business. Uh, the, the succession plan is in place, uh, but with a span of 10 years, a lot can happen to the business, the owners, and even John. So. Um, I think we've got the perfect team here to talk about various of these things. Uh, number one is these these get kicked off when you have a good buy-sell agreement in place in the corporate structure. And uh, there is no time, if you don't have one, like the present, to get that in place. Yeah, it's it's something that really should should be set up from the get-go, and it's not it's not a it's not a static not a static thing. You, you know, the, can, the circumstances will change. Yeah, and and sh- as you said, should adjust over the, the term of the business. But just to take a step back and you look at business owners as a whole, um, the state of readiness uh, survey for the state of Georgia performed by the Exit Planning Institute in uh, 2018, 56% of owners fall into the age group of 53 to 71 years old. So we got an aging ownership population. Absolutely. 32% are between the ages of 37 and 52. And then 81% of all of them have no written transition plan and 54% hadn't done no planning at all. Yeah. So there's clearly a deficiency in, in exit planning and succession planning. And really a buy-sell agreement is is core to yeah. that. Yeah, no matter what your age, I think it's important to when you set up a corporation to make sure that there is a buy-sell agreement. And some of the things that need to be stepped through is uh, how does the business ownership transition exactly. if something, anything, and there's a lot of unknowns that can cause us Death, disability, yeah, and, and no one it. ever thinks it's going to happen to them, and no one plans right. that far in advance. But yeah, the bad, the, the stories that are problematic are the ones that kind of grab attention, right? The sure. Somebody that didn't do it, and this is the result, right? Didn't uh, something really bad happen re- related to the business? Either it shut down, there's no added uh, legacy, there's no element that transitions. So ultimately, that that idea of the buy sell is putting it down on paper so that there is. Logic and uh, ease with transition Absolutely. as best can be done. Yeah. We've been talking about uh, a situation that we run into quite a bit is business owners without a buy-sell agreement in their corporate documents. And uh, it really, it's it's one of the most important things that uh, that does often go missing. Um, but, you know, we were talking about what it means, what should be included in that buy-sell agreement. And, Nick, if you want to take that and run – yeah, so basically, just in general terms, what a buy-sell agreement is going to lay out, and you know, the, in the event of death, death, disability, divorce, or you're just simply leaving the business, who, who can own those shares that you're going to transfer? Um, right. Is it is it only other owners? The company can family own. A lot of times, you don't want someone, uh, a family member who's not involved in the business, to become an owner, or you don't want an outside owner, right. something like that. So this is going to lay out, you know, who has the ability to own the shares. How are those shares valued? And that's something when we talk about 
you know, not having it static. If you if you have a buy sell agreement when you form the company, well, ten years later, that valuation of that company hopefully is significantly higher. So maybe the insurance policy, which we'll get into, that, mm-hmm. that you initially purchased was sufficient to fund the purchase at that time. But now you have a company that's worth five times what it was yeah. before. Adjustments goal, need to right? be made. For, yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure, needs to be made for that. Yeah, and one of the things you know you bring up, people a lot of times don't think about divorce. So what if one of the business owners were to go through a divorce? Uh, wife or husband gets half. Now you've got business owners, partners that that are not exactly in lockstep agreement, That's obviously right. because of the situation they've just been through. Right. Uh, very emotional times, obviously. So. Uh, making sure that you get it right on the front side, it, you need to include loads and loads. I mean, deep thought needs to go into this. Yeah. Something else I, I think of quickly, Troy, is in, in our experience in, in dealing with business owners and valuing their businesses, sometimes a lot of these people don't even realize that they have a buy-sell agreement in their mm-hmm. operating agreement, whatever it may be. We've seen that. And so you go through and you do this valuation, this, this calculation or conclusion of value, depending, where we, if it's conclusion of value, we're going to approach it three different methods where – Come to find out later as we're going through, it states that it has to be done just one way. We've seen that. So at at, at this point, you've gone through and you've agreed to do a more expensive process when all you really needed per the terms of of your agreement are uh, a market approach, which is less time intensive. Well, the one that we see more often is is like a a book value, which is – um, I disagree with for the majority of yeah, it doesn't, service it doesn't type businesses. Market, market-based values. I think it's important, Nick, from your stats, the reference on the readiness study referenced identified almost 30, 80%, right? Over yeah. 80%. And it's important to understand that those folks have a plan. It's a default plan, and it's probably one that they wouldn't have chosen had they known different. Right, right. sure. Yeah. And so putting some belt and suspenders to that or, or – Getting it many times, it's the default is what was got got them off the ground. Right? Sure. They started their business. Now they're three, five, ten years into it, and it's it's heft, and they need real emphasis put on what's that strategy, and and then from the strategy you can start to execute on many different things that get others involved, i.e. insurance or, or or other things that help bring um, suspense or, or bring. Um, Real, real energy to what happens if, right? right? right. And that's the whole idea of where insurance comes in, whether it's in life insurance or in disability insurance. Most of what I've seen in the life insurance arena is it starts, I think, very simply with just term insurance. I, I, too many times people try to draw and they try to make insurance be more than it needs to be or more, mm-hmm. more complicated than it needs to be. There are factors and elements that can add value. But most often when I sit with a, a prospective client about their buy-sell agreement, they couldn't tell me 10 days rather than 10 years. So t- term insurance for 10, 10 years is probably something that will get somebody pretty sufficient and satisfactory coverage for what they're wanting. Yeah. So. And that usually comes in after after a deal's made, right? So if, yeah. if you've got uh, the buyer and the seller have, have come to terms, especially if they're two insiders – uh, say it's a 50-50 deal right. uh, where, you know, two individuals are, are equal owners. One of them decides to step away. Right. What you want is uh, the coverage that would allow uh, the party to get paid, basically, right. in the event of the 
uh, of the death of the current owner at sure. that point. Right? And I'll just put another plug in. Beyond the life insurance, I think the one that's probably most impactful and meaningful is when there's a it's for disability. It's a disability mm-hmm. buyout policy because, you know, unfortunately, um, there's a conclusion drawn when somebody passes away. But think about uh, what happens if somebody happens to be in an accident, right? Are you right. going to continue to fund this person even though they're not bringing in the value they originally sure. had? So sure. that's a more in-your-face kind of a meaningful issue. Um, I don't say that one is more than the other, but we certainly talk about both when we walk down this path. Yeah, no doubt. All right, uh, sounds like we've beat that one just about sufficiently. So. Uh, uh, we can move on. All right, guys, uh, when we come back, we'll flesh this subject out a little more. You're listening to Money Talks. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.